Greeting people loved by God. We welcome everyone to worship on this first Sunday after Christmas. For those who are watching online, you may go to our website, www.chapelofthecross.org, and under the resources tab, you will find a bulletin so you can follow along with the service. And you may give your offering to the Lord using the Give tab. I have a few announcements to share with you before we begin worship today. First off is that our vicar, Brett Aerosmith, is sick with COVID-19, so he obviously won't be here today. I will be presenting his sermon. And if you do enjoy it, don't thank me when you see our vicar. Give him thanks for a wonderful sermon that he's prepared for us this morning. Next Sunday, between the services, starting at 9.30 a.m., we will hold a special season of Epiphany event. Already this church year, which started at the beginning of December, we have been through the season of Advent. We are currently in the season of Christmas. But on January 6th, with the festival of Epiphany, the season of Christmas ends and the season of Epiphany begins. We will be learning about the season of Epiphany and will be sharing a snack and an activity that will help our Epiphany celebration. This is an intergenerational event for the whole Chapel of the Cross family. That's next Sunday, January 7th at 9.30 a.m. in room 8. Speaking of Epiphany, next weekend we will celebrate the festival of the Epiphany of our Lord. We will worship on Epiphany Day, Saturday, January 6th at 5 p.m. And we will also celebrate the Epiphany on Sunday, January 7th at 8.30 at 11 a.m. Our monthly men's First Friday Fellowship will get together this upcoming Friday, January 5th at 11 a.m time the meeting place is at the Regal Beagle in Alton, Illinois. Guys, you are invited to join your brothers for a time of fellowship at the Regal Beagle this upcoming Friday. The Gentiles Walking Together in the Word devotional is printed and available for you at the Welcome Center. You may pick up a copy of that to use in your daily devotions this upcoming month. A reminder about our special church survey. Please find time to fill out that survey. There is a QR code in the Chapel Weekly, a link on our website, and there are paper copies at the Welcome Center. Please take the time to fill out a survey before January 14th. Thank you. God bless to you as we worship together. We stand and share the peace of the Lord with one another, after which we will sing our entrance hymn.
begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins, and purify us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to the Lord. Holy God, gracious Father, I am sinful by nature and have sinned against you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved others as I should. I deserve your punishment both now and forever. But Jesus, my Savior, paid for my sins with his innocence, sufferings, and death. Trusting in him, I pray, God have mercy on me, a sinner. Our gracious Father in heaven has been merciful to you. He sent his only son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life as an atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Therefore, as a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. and Redeemer, you wonderfully created us, and in the incarnation of your Son, yet more wondrously restored our human nature. Grant that we may ever be alive in him, who made himself to be like us, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated as we have our Old Testament reading. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. 
for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom adores his head like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the soil makes the sprout come up, and the garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet, till her righteousness shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. The nations will see your righteousness, and all kings your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. epistle is from the fourth chapter of Galatians. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, 
God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God had made you also an heir. This is the word of the Lord. For those who are able, we rise to hear the reading of the gospel, the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When the time of their purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We are seated to join in the hymn.
grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. For many people, Christmas is over. All the hype for this special day has come and gone. Stores have likely cleared most of their shelves from the festive and celebratory items that bring joy and happiness to this season. People are cleaning their homes, finding strewn paper and boxes, and looking for a place to store their new prized gifts. Adults begin to return to work, kids go back to school, and the joy and happiness that Christmas brings fades quickly. In fact, it fades a bit too more quickly than it should. As Christians, you know that Christmas Day is just the beginning. Christmas season is meant to bring comfort and joy, peace, and good tidings, which is the promise of the foretold and long-awaited Messiah, Jesus. God has come to be with you to save you. Christmas is to remind you of that and that you have been chosen, made into a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's possessions, so that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. The birth of a child Jesus has changed the course of your life. Jesus came to mold you into a righteous person, give you the gift of salvation, and give you a place to belong as you live in peace in this world and in peace in the world to come, in the presence of the Almighty Father. But if you're unwilling to feed yourself with the Word of God, repent of your sins, have faith, and trust in God as others who wait patiently for the return of the Lord Jesus, then you will not have peace. No. Not in your heart, you will not. And your eyes will not see the salvation that God has prepared for you, prepared for all people. You will not be able to marvel at what has been said and given to you through Jesus. You will not be able to see the light, but you will remain hidden in darkness. So do not let the joy and happiness fade from the fulfilled promise given to you on Christmas Day. God has given you the gift of Jesus so that you can depart in peace and live in the glory of his holy name. The Christmas season is 12 days long, starting on Christmas Day, December the 25th, and ending on January 5th, the day before Epiphany. The Christmas season is to remind us that this is no mere child that has come to us, as we are taught about the events that took place within the first two years of Jesus' life, from his birth and stopping before the visit of the Magi. Luke, the second chapter, the 21st verse, informs us that Jesus was only eight days old and had already begun his missional fulfillment of the law for all of us. Jesus was circumcised according to Jewish law and fulfilled the Old Testament covenant. The eighth day, 
or the first day of the next week represents a new beginning. A new beginning with circumcision for the Old Testament believers is beneficial as it gives the, the forgiveness of of as it gives the forgiveness of sins, justification, and incorporation into the people of God. Why is Jesus' circumcision essential for you too? The first spilling, this is the first spilling of Jesus' blood, God's blood, and it marks a new beginning for us. Jesus, born without sin, takes on humanity's place under the law as our sin bearer, a sacrificial lamb. Jesus finished his work of salvation on the cross by fulfilling the law perfectly, not making it irrelevant, but because we could not fulfill it ourselves, the law convicts. The law shows us our sin, which is punishable by death. The law shows us our need for a savior and Jesus Christ. For as Paul tells the Romans, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So the benefit of Jesus' circumcision is for you and is, is found in baptism. Baptism is given to us under a new covenant instituted by Christ and is our new beginning. The Apostle Paul affirms this to the congregation in Colossians. In him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins, and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgives us all our sins, taking it away and nailing it to the cross. This is why the church's New Year's Day service focuses on the naming and circumcision of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is not only to remind the world of a new beginning, but to remind us of the salvation won for us by the blood of Jesus. In today's gospel reading of Luke, the second chapter, we hear about how the law guides and fulfills our lives. Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple after his circumcision 33 days later. Mary was required to be purified 40 days after giving birth to a son, for she was now unclean and must offer up a sacrifice to the Lord. Jesus also had to be brought to the temple and presented to the Lord. As it is written, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. Here, Jesus fulfills a law a second time, being carried to the temple by his parents. So we must learn to be faithful to God and follow his commands. Mary and Joseph were not rich, but did, that did not stop them from fulfilling God's law. Their offering of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons 
tells us that Mary and Joseph were poor. A lamb was the preferred choice for sacrifice. But if one could not afford a lamb, in the case of Mary and Joseph, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons would suffice. This teaches us that God always provides a way for his people, no matter their social status, so that they may be reconciled before him. God wants you to come to him, be dedicated to him, and have faith and trust in him so that he can bring peace into your hearts. Mary and Joseph were faithful parents to God. They made sure to bring their child to the Lord, to the house of God, not only for their benefit, but for the child's as well. As God's chosen people, we would do good to imitate their actions, making sure to keep ourselves and our children present in the house of God, to keep our eyes on God. Because Jesus wasn't just another baby brought to the temple that day, but the Lamb of God, God's child. And you are God's child. And so, as Jesus said to his parents when he stayed behind at the temple, did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Now, even at a quick glance, you can see in verse 25 that the Holy Spirit is at work in this text. The Holy Spirit made Simeon and Anna different from those occupying the temple that day. Simeon and Anna were both dedicated and faithful servants to the Lord. They both were God-fearing, knowledgeable in the word of God, and had faith and trust in God's promises. They knew that the promised Messiah was coming. The Prince of Peace was to bring salvation, comfort, and joy to people's lives. So there they were, waiting patiently for his appearance at the temple, in the house of God, where God said he would be. Simeon and Anna did not know that Christmas Day had already come and gone, but their faith in the Lord kept their eyes ready for his appearance. But it was only by the Holy Spirit that Simeon and Anna could recognize the child who was Christ. The Holy Spirit came upon them, turned their heads, and revealed Jesus to them. The text doesn't tell us how the Holy Spirit revealed Jesus to them. But I like to imagine God just leaning over and whispering in the ear of an excited little child saying, Look, there he is. Your Savior has come to you. He has come just like I promised. You know the feeling, right? That anticipation and excitement. You might have been staring at a specific present under the tree this past Christmas. You know what it is. You know it, but you have to wait a little longer. Wait for it to be revealed for you. Wait to be told now. Simeon was told now by the Holy Spirit. With praise and joy, he reached for the promised child, the Messiah who had come to bring salvation to the world. 
For this child, Jesus brought him hope and comfort. Simeon embraced the child and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and the glory to your people. Anna, who the Holy Spirit pointed her to Christ and said, look, there, go. Anna was amazed. She is looking at God with her very own eyes. God's here. God's redemption is here. Pray be to God. Jerusalem is saved. And even in her old age, she proclaimed the good news of God's redemption and Jesus to friends, family, and neighbors. Now both Simeon and Anna expressed what was overflowing in their hearts showing thankful feelings of peace and joy brought about by God through salvation in Jesus Christ. It is news that has to be shared. This child, Jesus, has come. And as Simeon prophesied, this child, Jesus, will be the cause of the rise and fall of many people and nations worldwide. Jesus will cause your heart to be revealed as father against son, mother against daughter, and friend from foe. Hearts could be filled full of hope and comfort and peace. Our hearts will be filled full of hate and anger and despair regarding the gospel's good news. Jesus, the child born on Christmas Day, is the light of the world revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. Jesus, as a poor and lowly child, began to fill the law for you at eight days old because you could not do it alone. Jesus had to come to give you hope, give you peace, joy, and comfort in your heart. God has saved you and redeemed you through faith in Jesus Christ. Through baptism, your hearts have been circumcised from the flesh, where you were given freely the forgiveness of sins and justification before God and made righteous a child of God. All this is given to you at the start of Christmas Day, which you have not earned through your works, but through the grace of the Father, through his Son's works for you. As we look forward to a new year, instead of making promises to yourself that you may or may not keep, use that time to study God's word and show the world the love that is Christ by helping your neighbors and spreading the good news. And because our gift of faith through the Holy Spirit, we have peace in our hearts this Christmas season because we have heard God's word proclaimed so that we too can proclaim our eyes of senior salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for the revelation to us as the Gentiles and for the glory of your people. Simeon and Anna believed in the coming of the Messiah 
promised so many years ago during the first Christmas. And it brought them peace and joy. May the peace of our Lord God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts in faith and at peace in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please rise as you are able as we confess our true confession and the words of the Nicene Creed. <coughs> I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was accorded by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and a life for the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, with Simeon and Anna, we give you thanks and praise for your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, the light and revelation of your glory and your love. May your righteousness go forth as brightness, your salvation as a burning torch, that all nations may see your righteousness and your glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we pray for your holy church throughout the world. Watch over it, guide it, grant it peace and unity, so that your word may be proclaimed clearly and without hindrance. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, guide, rule, and govern the nations of the earth and all their leaders into the ways of justice and peace. We pray, bless especially our president, our representatives, our governor, and our community leaders. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord, as we look forward to a new year, give us a new dedication to fight against hunger and suffering and diseases of the body and mind and a new resolve to be good stewards of the resources you've given in this planet. And grant that we who bear the name of Christ lead in these causes for Jesus' sake. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, remember in your mercy all who cry to you in their time of need, especially the sick and infirm. Today we especially remember Eileen Bachman, Renee Williams, Vicar Brett Aerosmith, who are all suffering from COVID-19, and Jason Fink, friend of John Zavergidens, 
who will have heart surgery on January 5th. We also pray for young and infant Caleb Irby, a child of Lutheran North staff member. Lord, look kindly and grant all the ill and recovering health, healing, and peace in their afflictions. Lord, in your mercy, hear prayer. And Heavenly Father, make your presence known and give your comfort to all who are mourning the loss of a loved one. We ask, Lord, that you give them your strength and visit them with your peace, that peace that passes all understanding. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And gracious God, we rejoice with those who celebrate special milestones and gifts of your grace. Heavenly Father, thank you for the many gifts that your love and grace provide to all of your children. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And now, Heavenly Father, Holy Lord, remove the guilt from this past year's failures, fears, and forgive our sins and errors, and lead us to begin anew to serve you in the gift of this coming year. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And now into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we receive the offering of God's people.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whose wonderful and mysterious birth you have opened our eyes to the glory of your grace and renewed in our hearts the fervor of your love. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts in heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us always to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please stand as you are able. Now may this eating and drinking of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, body and blood, strengthen and preserve you and keep you in the true faith until life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Please remain standing as we sing our recessional hymn. 